Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck dished Bruce. It's time for Luke, for Luke Gary, Gary and Matt, and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! Still as obsessed about that piece of music as I was last week, it's the Custard TV Podcast for a Tuesday evening. I am Luke, uh, editor and uh, runner. If you knew my physical shape, you'd find that humorous of thecustardtv.com and with me as always in a very manly podcast, the most manly I get in a week, we've got Gary and Matt. Hello. Hi, I'm the, uh, not the editor, I'm the gaffer uh, of this podcast. It's just, it's somebody said to me about the podcast in the week, they said you've got to be careful uh, that you don't get, you know, just too, ma- too many male perspectives. And I know what they mean, but that's why we brought Matt ab- on board. Oh, you know, down. yeah. You called uh, it lovable on Twitter. Now this. I know. Well, I, t- I take with one hand and I give with one hand and take with the well, other. I think I think we've established that I am the northern one after last week. The northern one. Yeah, the northern one. Bit like Prince. Or that northern bloke, I think, was Who's it? Who's that oh, northern hold bloke? On, hold on, Since when was Prince the northern one of any kind? No, just... Uh, no, no, I'm saying Prince was northern. Oh, right. I'm just saying he's just... He's just not have a name. He's just sort of a... What, a thing. Prince? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the squiggle. Ah. Simple. Well, you if you want to insult any of us by Twitter tonight, we can take it on our many chins. Um, at Lucas to TV for me. Uh, at the Gary Show for I. And at Matt's TV Bites. And how many T's does that have? Well, there's two T's in Matt, and then there's two T's in the rest of it. So that's four. So in total, that's four, four T's. Yeah. And we're not even a Matt's podcast, so... Imagine. We're not. Yeah, but I think occasionally... I think it's good, because we've probably appealed to Brian Cox there. Uh, we're just doing some numbers. I was thinking of... Numbers. Numbers. I know, well, numbers. <laughs> Matt's northern, you're West Country, and I'm very much the London element. You're just, you're just, yeah, you're the Cockney rhyming slanger. All right, which, which in itself is probably Cockney rhyming slang for something. Um, what, what we do on here is we talk about telly, the best and the worst on the box. We preview what's coming so you don't miss it, and we tell you what's not worth your time and effort uh, to sit down in front of. Um, not a hugely busy week. On, on the TV channels themselves, but what I like is there's a feeling in the air that there are things mm. slowly Three weeks approaching. Are going to be quite 
packed, aren't they? Just the next, I have a feeling I'm going to be talking to you a lot in the next couple of weeks, specifically about Broadchurch, which is coming to ITV very soon, which I'm very much oh, a fan yeah. of. And, and Lightfields as well. And Lightfields is, is equally brilliant as well, so I, I yes. I saw the preview from Broadchurch. This is the David Tennant one, isn't it? It is, very yeah, much. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, ITV don't often do eight-part dramas. To be fair, I don't know what the last one was, or, well, as you say, whether there was even one. Oh, that, well, so, that's a good point, and I suppose Lewis yeah. is normally six or seven, but they're normally broken down into single, you know, double stories, but aren't they? An eight-part for one story is yeah. is quite yeah. exciting, because it gives a lot of a lot of place for the story to go. They're not rushing it. It's a, don't want to tell it too much, because no, no, it's not no, on no, for no, a while, but it's no, really it's worth watching. Let's talk about what's... what's Let's talk about now. Um... Firstly, we asked you on Twitter this afternoon, um, what show would you bring back? Now, nobody got in touch with the uh, Last of the Sun wine, as I was hoping. Oh. Uh, but a couple of people did. Uh, I'll let um, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo, Matt go through a few okay. of these. So, on Twitter we'll do first. Uh, the, is that the Book of Daniel? Is that his Twitter yep. name? I, I've it, looked at the, No, no, that's the name of the show. All right. Devil's um, Playdate. Now is that, that Devil's Playdate was the name? Was the Twitter name? Oh, okay. Uh, the Book of Daniel. The Book of Daniel. I've looked this up. It was broadcast on NBC in America in 2006, and it was a uh, an edgy, challenging show about Christians. So uh, this, you know, set in New York, uh, and by looking down the list of people, I can't recognise anyone I've ever heard of. So. Uh, apparently, it got caused a lot of controversy. It was cancelled mid-season, so obviously meant a lot to this person, but not something I've ever heard of. At Glass One uh, N C I S O N Glass Incision, yes. uh, Siobhan Parker uh, at Siobhan P seventy seven says Monroe, which I know is one of Luke's favourites. Yeah, I like yeah, I think too as well. So it was cruelly. In fact, I'll get to this later. But I was in a room last night with the. Uh, People oh, from new, with the people from new tricks. I was in the room with the people from new tricks, and I wanted to go over them and s- and say to them, "You got Monroe cancelled," <laughs> <laughs> because they did. Welcomed they, you with open arms about that comment. I know they did. It's a shame. It, yeah. It's just a mighty ratings winner, and Monroe happened to be on the wrong night, so that uh, went sadly. Going down to at his cheekiness. Says, Lions Den and Vanished. Uh, I, I think it's ironic Vanished is none anymore. I've done my research on these two. Uh-huh. Oh, well See, done, Gareth. Look at this. Lions Den was actually a show I watched. Uh, it starred Rob Lowe out of the West Wing. There you oh, are, yeah. as you mentioned this week. Uh, and he was a, um, a lawyer, uh, newly appointed to a long established law firm. So it was like a sort of a John Grisham type thing. Um, and it did start quite a few good people Matt Craven, Elizabeth Mitchell, Carl Chandler from Friday Night Lights. And David Crumholtz, who ended up in uh, Numbers as well. I'll stop you when there's a name I recognise. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, it was okay. shown on Channel 5. I don't know if you remember Channel 5 showed this and The Shield back-to-back without adverts. Without adverts in between the two. Why was that? Why was that? Uh, Vanish was a thing that was on Channel 4, I think. Uh, and it was a single-story arc about finding someone who had vanished. I think she was a, a senator's daughter. Oh. Or something it like wasn't that. about like the spot cleaner. No, no, no. It, it gets rid of carpet stains. Um, also, in that one, funnily enough, um, that was uh, headlined by Kyle Chandler. Funnily headlined. enough, headlined. So there is there headline is a, makes him sound like he was in a Vegas show. Yeah, this okay. is headline. Obviously, liked a bit of Kyle Chandler. Running through some of these uh, 
I, of course, Lauren Jones has been in touch uh, at Lauren Jones 407. Uh, North Square, which is the legal drama, I believe, that preceded Silk. Same writer. Mm -hmm. It did, same Henry writer. Jones was in it. And Phil Davis. Davis. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got a couple more here on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Twitter. Michael <laughs> Fox says, at it, which is at Idol Michael, says, oh, yes. uh, obvious answer, Firefly. Very non-obvious answer, 15 to 1. See, now I can't help but agree with that one. 15 to 1 yeah. was great, Ewan. Uh, James, James, to Firefly. James Hedges, at James underscore R underscore Hedges, also says Firefly, or Firefly, as he's put here, and yeah. or Porridge, which I believe wasn't cancelled, just sort of No, finished. just everyone in it, everyone, <laughs> everyone in it died. It's a big porridge, like Dad's Army, they're all dead. I'll run through some <laughs> off, uh, what do you call it, Facebook. Facebook. Paul also says Firefly. Um, Andy says Invasion and Jericho. Uh, Dave says flash forward. Andrew mm -hmm. says the life and times of Tim, which I believe was an oh. uh, animated show that showed over here on, I think it was like the Virgin Channel or something like that. Yeah. And, and just to give you an idea of the people that I uh, I talked to on uh, Facebook quite a lot, Helen says Brookside and Andy says Tiz was and uh, give us a clue. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, and can I? Who wrote the document up this week? Was it Gary? Yeah. Can I just slap you again for typing Munro and not Munro? Yeah, I was gonna. We've been through that every week you that really that was on. About spelling mistakes in articles this week, dear. Still, shut up. Um, <laughs> Gary got in touch to say uh, Rubicon as well. Yes. Oops. Was that Gary over here? That was uh, that was me. Hi. All right. Okay. Hi, Gary. It is a, it is a, a BBC Four program from America that was very deep and meaningful. The CIA, which really should have got a second series. Yeah. Um. I. To be honest, there's a lot of shows that I. I think there's not been anything axed that I think didn't deserve to be axed because what I like is is when um things go, but then things replace. The things and you know the, there's very few things, very few programs that I truly miss. I went there was a show a couple of years ago that Russell T Davis did uh, about a gay man who falls in love with a, a, a I'm going to say a straight woman, just a woman. Uh, it starred Alan Davis and Leslie Sharp. It was oh, called yeah. Bob and Rose. Bob and Rose, yeah, that, that was good. That, did, I that deserved the scene, but... that deserved a second series yeah. to see where it developed. It had Jessica Stevenson. She was then uh, from um, space yeah, and things. Now, now Hines, yeah, now she, now she married into the Bean Dynasty, I suppose. But not, yeah, but uh, yeah, that that was the one thing that I think. I think the problem with bringing stuff back, like I was a huge Cold Feet fan, but I think bringing that back. Yeah, but that that ran, that, that it, 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 yeah. that just ran its course, didn't it? There has been rumblings what? of it coming back at some point. I, I have read in several. Sort of yeah, there's always rumblings about that coming back. But I was a huge Only Fools and Horses fan, and when they brought that back, yeah, yeah. it's just not. I think actually there's going to be a Jonathan Creek on at Easter, and I think if that does really well, I'd you love another series of that. Family at Christmas. Um, no, and I know that the first time Red Wolf was brought back, it was terrible. I know yeah. the recent series was very good, was a big improvement. But yeah, often it's not good to look back. I think I think a lot a lot in, uh, this happens a lot in America because shows in America tend to get cancelled a lot more than the UK or it seems that way. Uh, shows if they don't seem to do very well. In fact, starting very soon. In fact, I think next week is a program called Six 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 Park Avenue. Yes, I think two of them. Third yeah. episode. So 
you know. And but over here we do seem to get them eventually, apart from obviously the yeah. movie Daniel, which never made it over to the UK. But um, I, I will say that that UK broadcasters, and we're going to there are a few that are going to step all over my point here because there were a few cancellations um, notable that we'll talk about in a moment, but. Um, on the whole, we're pretty good at sticking with something and seeing the potential in things on television yeah. here. Yeah, um, and obviously, we commission things that do brilliantly in the ratings, but also we commission things again that have got legs and that may need time to find an audience. I think we give things a second series, whereas I think in America, what happens is things don't even make the end of the first. It goes well, we don't say, often give I them a second episode. Americans, it does go a lot more on ratings and yeah. you know um, focus groups and. Uh, demographics and all that and if something doesn't yeah. work straight away it's off it's finished whereas you know the Brit certainly on like the terrestrial channels everything gets more of a chance to grow I think because the money they put into it is probably mm. you know more relational you know in the sense that um, a million pounds spent by a British forecaster is probably like 10 million in America yeah so therefore they want to invest something and, and, and probably you know they say to people we'll give you two seasons to get this you know right I mean, you know, we could all name a show. Having we're said, all of the citizen calm, citizen calm. Um, this is Brown's voice. Yeah, thank you. Um, no, just, I'm just, yeah. Please don't bring me down. I'm feeling good tonight. <laughs> Talking about Mrs. Brown's voice. Um, somebody's just got in touch. Who's listening live um, via speaker and says they'd love to know what we thought about Nashville. Gary, you're the only one of us, I believe, not taking words out of Matt's mouth. That saw Nashville oh, last week. Okay, Gary and Matt, you're the only two that have seen Nashville uh, last oh, week. Okay, I mean, I wrote an article as well that's on the website, uh, www.thecustardtv.com. Get the plug Correct. early. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I really liked this. Uh, it stars Connie Britton, who was in Friday Night Cut Lights, and Hayden Panettiere, who was in Heroes. And they are uh, an established country singer and a young up-and-coming country singer who... Uh, by purposes of the fact that the established star, Connie's new record isn't doing well, end up on tour together. And Connie's character is effectively opening for the younger Hayden Panettiere character. Uh, there's a bit more to it than that. Oh, that's a very basic overview of like the whole storyline. Um, but it doesn't, I mean, to be f I'm not, again, I'm not stereotyping, it doesn't sound like the sort of thing you would like, country well, let, music let stars fighting. Why, let me tell you why, and then, and then Matt can maybe tell you, Matt can tell you why he liked it. It was the political aspect of it that intrigued me. Um, there's a mayoral campaign, mayoral... I reckon you, you were supposed to go into politics, I reckon that's what happened. Yeah. There's still time, I'm still young. Um, in MP terms. And I really like the political stuff. Her, Connie Britton's partner or husband is in, is kind of thrust into being a candidate for the local mayor by her father, who's kind of like this kind of puppet master. Powers Booth, all the money. who was, uh, I believe, was he the vice president in one of the series of 24, I think. Oh, yes, um, yes, well remembered, yes. Good yeah, who was very, uh, I, I really enjoyed his character because he was just like chewing the scenery sort of thing, wasn't he? He was very much sort of just yeah. boomed, let me just shout every line I've got sort of thing. Because I'm like yeah. the mayor, and and what this reminded me of Nashville, what what in its very it was the very first episode of Brothers and Sisters, which to me had a wonderful opening, you know, a family where a patriarch had, had, had been killed, where died, left a sort of vacuum in the family, and there was a big political element. In me, the same thing. The Nashville's got the music, but there's this political side of it. What 
worried me with brothers and sisters and why I gave up with it is it never really followed that political line. Whereas I really get the impression that Nashville is going to merge together this kind of music, arguments, backstage kind of politics and politics. That's Nashville. You can catch it on more four. Um, very. I wonder why more why more four and not um, Channel Four or E Four. I think like uh, a lot of the American stuff that Channel Four buys now going on to more four because they have the Good yeah. Wife as well. They put it in a double bill. And both, if I can just talk about Nashville for a moment, both of you them. You may, off you pop. Thanks very much. Both of the wife in Nashville are sort of quite, you know, female orientated. Yeah, uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the stuff on. Well, they've got like female protagonists, haven't they, I should say. And yeah. uh, a lot of the Close stuff on, on More 4 is sort of geared towards more of a female audience, sort of like with One Born Every Minute repeats are on there, and there's a lot of, you know, Come Dine with Me and Location, Location, and stuff like that. Um but yeah, for me, Nashville, I enjoyed some of it. I enjoyed like the the sort of bitchiness between the two uh, female characters. I liked how they sort of distinguished between like uh, the kind of written character was more of the um, old school traditional country, whereas the uh, Hayden Panettiere was more sort of a crossover, like sort of a Taylor Swift type uh, character. Well, but there's, I, there's there's a wonderful brewing storyline where she can't really sing and all her stuff is auto yeah, which I love. There was a bit of the X uh, Factor in there as well. Yeah, you know? just, uh, just I think though, isn't it that they they end up not going on tour together? And it's about their sort of two different stories where she's very much her career well, yeah. on the up and Connie Britt's trying to save her career. What uh, I tried not uh, to read ahead. In and sense. also, I would say it was quite an easy watch. But what I don't know, I just I couldn't connect with it in the way you did, and part of the reason was. I couldn't distinguish between a lot of the male characters in the sort of the country music world all were about the same and I yeah. could never distinguish between any of them and who they were and I couldn't who she sort of was in bed with at the end and who the guy was who she wasn't in yeah, bed yeah, with and all that. Tough in a, there was there was yeah. a kind of like a, a never-ending role of producers and, and of music gu- people guitarists and, band leaders, and band, yeah. yeah yeah but what over time I can see it developing yeah and what was interesting, right at the end of the first episode, uh, which I mentioned in my review, there was a uh, a local record producer rang up Connie on tour and played her this 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 new sound, this kind of you know poetry. Was he, was he a record of, producer or a DJ? It was a DJ type producer, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. But equally, those two are actual country music stars, mm. and they are the only ones I believe in the show that are actually singing. Yeah, uh, whereas the rest is dubbed. There's lots of TV news to get through, um, but while we while we are reviewing things, um, I was unable to see Black Mirror last night. I was out. We'll get to why and where I was in a bit, but it was I was really looking forward to seeing this, and I wasn't able to see it live with my bum on a cushion watching it with the rest of the country. It did do well in the ratings, but it was down on uh, the ratings from last year partly maybe because it was on late on a Monday night as opposed to 9 o'clock on a Sunday I don't know we've talked about whether scheduling matters or not in the past it did yeah you can always count on the gypsies for a good leading so again it's it's my podcast and yet this is Gary and Matt talking again about something that they've seen and I haven't but Black Mirror we all decided was looked Intriguing to say the least from the trailers that were all over the web. How did it live up to expectations in the end for you? Matt, do you want to go first on this? Yeah, one? yeah. Um, I'll just a brief sort of plot summary of it. It was uh, Hayley Atwell who was in Most Recently in Restless, uh, who, whose character had uh, just in the first sort of 10 minutes, her partner dies and she's sort of grieving, and then one of her friends says, You know, there's a way you can still talk to him. 
and it's this program that uses all of the stuff he's ever said online to create like a sort of online sort of virtual version of him and then did, we, did, did they say whether you could do it with Skype because I'm just thinking <laughs> if one of you is not here for any reason yeah, I could just do the podcast just me and just the two of you just agreeing with me all the time and obviously has that there's ever no, happened there's though? no way you'll find clips of that of yeah, me, yeah, 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 back yeah. On shows. no fair enough fair <laughs> enough and obviously she hasn't sort of got over his death so she goes further and further into the, the sort of higher and higher levels of how far this program works and what I liked about it and this is what I liked about the uh, the first series my favourite episode was the sort of the second episode where they were all on the treadmills and it was the quieter sort of episode of the three not a lot happened and in the first half of the first two thirds of this episode a lot of the action was just her on her own in this sort of you know, house that was full of memories, and then sort of talking to the virtual version of the partner online, and I loved all of that, and I loved the fact that Charlie Brooker, who obviously writes it, has got a sort of knowledge of all this technology, and the fact yeah. that it is almost plausible that this could happen. That was day. the question I was going to ask you. Did you mm. feel like you could relate to it in yeah, some I way? Did until... And I think we can do without spoiling it. Uh, certainly, I, I, Gary might spoil it in a minute. But what happened? The final level of this program, and I'm not going to spoil it for you. Should we call it the third act, act, I suppose. The third act. The third act of the final part. level of the program was for me where it stopped being believable and where it went into almost sort of like horror territory, almost. Well, and that's where I sort of fell out of it a little bit, like the first episode of series one with the stuff with the pig, which I thought was a bit over the top, and that's why I enjoyed the other two episodes a little bit more. But overall, it was a success, but I would like the next two episodes to be a bit more, bit like less in your face, a bit more subtle. Anyway, Gary. Because a lot of the criticisms of the first series was that it was just Charlie Brooker venting his opinions on people through, through various different characters. Did, did you feel that, Gary, in this one? Not so much. I think I think this was more a, a critique on 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 communication and where certain media could end up. I think there was a wonderful satirism of, of, of Skype and of Twitter, and of how people can use that. Uh, certainly, the program, as Matt mentioned, that that went to these different levels was, as you, I think, as Matt said, totally believable. You know, the software that she was using to to paint and to do her drawings was probably mm. something you can get on Windows. Was that 8, what she was very doing? Similar. I never knew. I thought exactly, it was cartoons or yeah, something. Yeah, cartoon. I never she exactly talked, knew what that she was. Talked about, she, was she talked about deadlines. Therefore, yeah. I assume it's something print yeah. media wise. Um, and I think, yeah, and I, I, again, perhaps we won't go spoilery because there's not a need to. To me, the actual ending, the very final part of the last of the episode was to me the last bit because it, it wasn't an ending, it was more of a kind of a nod to what could happen. And but I think he did that a I, lot. I didn't like it, I prefer... And actually, I agree Series with you. one, he did a lot of that. Well, so that's he, right. The two episodes it, he wrote, because he didn't like that last episode. To me, I was wanting more, and in the preview, I wanted more of this suspense about the third act. You know, mm. what was going to step out, what was yeah. going to happen, and actually, I was looking for that to go wrong, rather than this kind of twee happy part that they they projected. Yeah, the news has also come out this week. I don't know if you had this. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, 
it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The, uh, Robert Downey Jr. has uh, bought the rights to the third episode of the first series. The uh, yeah. brief history of... Is it the brief history of you or something like that? Brief history of you, which was actually my favourite idea of and it was the one that Charlie didn't write. It was Jesse Armstrong of Peep Show that on Fresh Meat mm. wrote well, that. It's my it's my favourite idea of the three, yeah. and I just think that is again completely plausible in a strange way. That's what's funny about Black Mirror. The first one of the first series, which was the pig episode, and if you, I don't need to say anything that else other than that. That's my least favourite, because yeah, I, I think it was just my, there for shock value. My favourite was the middle one, the one, was it called 500 to- something about tokens, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all about tokens, but wasn't I, it? I, yeah. liked, I liked the pig one because it was Brooker being satirical at his best, and that's what I, you know, that's what, you know, I'm a fan of Weekly White rather than the dead, like, dead, what was the thing? That he dead did, set. Uh, dead set. set. I prefer when he's being totally satirical about things that he dislikes rather than his social commentary. I think there's a way of doing that without being like as in your face as they were doing in that picture. Yes, exactly. exactly. What I think will be interesting is when this series is finished, we'll come back to this conversation and we'll say which one we liked out of the three. Yeah, yeah. and I think that would be important because yeah. now we've only seen one or you know, next one next week. But yeah, I, I, I think this will get better ratings each week. And actually, advertising's funny because I wasn't looking forward to Black Mirror. I liked the first series. It wasn't something I was desperate to see a second one of. And yet I saw all the trailers that were bouncing around YouTube and yeah. on Charlie Brooker's Twitter and it really got me interested again. So the way they portrayed this in advertising on Channel 4 was really well done. The it was Channel really 4 adverts where he flashed up those symbols in between mm. the adverts. Oh, I see. I watched nice, it online. Uh, what, you, what, you, what you missed was that there's this kind of T-shaped thing. I don't know what, okay. quite what it is. I don't know whether it talks, about, you know, whether it's something about the other episodes, one of the later episodes. The next one is something to do with like a, a symbol or something, almost. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe so it looks that. very peculiar. The next one, but I've got faith in it. I'm taking a break from the reviews for just a second because there's a, quite a bit of news to get through. Yeah. Um, Mr. Selfridge has got a second series. That's kind of a surprise and kind yeah. of not. It's I'm done. Su- I'm surprised. I have to say because. This, sorry to sort of cut you off, Luke. No, you're fine. This it's, it's, you, we're, was, we're a team, Matt. Yeah, this I'll cut you off soon. We just did it again. This no. one <laughs> was meant to be, because we, as, as we said earlier, it was ten episodes long, but it was meant to be two series of five. And then, you know, all this stuff happened with the Paradise and everything got shifted around and they got these, you know, two series of five into one series of ten. But I'm surprised. I can't really see where it's going to go. Because it's already struggling, and I mean, it is based on a book, but there's only so many stories about, you know, Harry Selfridge that you can get out of the one book, so I'm going to be interesting to see where it goes, because, I mean, they had like a sort of big cliffhanger at episode five, but, you know, it's it just doesn't seem like it's a show that has got that much legs to do, like, a second series, but we shall see. No, but it's, it's, it's going to be broadcast in America as well on PBS, so... 
and generally pivot. I think a lot of people have found it quite irritating, to be fair. Well, I think a lot of people... No, I think some people have, but a lot of people have liked it. I think there's people who are put off by pivot, and I have to say, this this most recent episode, where he wasn't in it, because... Uh, Mr. Selfridge was hit by a car at the end of episode. Oh, I think I might have been driving. Well, no, so e- episode episode six, um, he was in bed, you know, unconscious for most of it. So it was oh, actually must have, have been a great episode. episode. Some of his best acting. I yeah. 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 Sort of mumbling occasionally. Uh, yeah. Anyway. After we. So that's that's coming back, and we know Ripper Street's coming back. So that's two massive Sunday night shows that may well end up against each other this time next year as well. It'd be interesting to see how the scheduling goes. Um, Philippa Fetus announced um, just after the podcast last week uh, that he's leaving Dragon's Den, and and you've put here, does it mean it's over? Personally. I don't know whether it means it's over, but I wouldn't mind. I love Dragon's Den, yeah. and I loved it for years, but I'm sort of over it. I mean, with, yeah, with Hillary leaving as well, hasn't she? So there's, there's yeah. two spots to fill. I, d- I just think there's not... I mean, it's it's like... It, it, it's, it feels a little bit like The Apprentice. It feels like this type of show has run its course. Mm. And mm. therefore, it would be good if they went out now before it got a bit samey and boring. I mean, the last series I watched because I had to review every episode of the last one, so I I watched all of it. And after a while, you you know where it's going. You know if they're going to get an investment, and you sort of it's it, it's it, that it's obvious, that. really. Uh, Here, but here's I'm what just, I think. Yeah, here's what so. I think is the only thing that can resurrect the show is actually if they do a proper search for a fourth person mm. and actually generate yeah, some fourth buzz. And fifth. They need well, two yeah, th- well, yeah, third and fourth, sorry. If they actually maybe have some sort of show that shows them interviewing mm-hmm. and uh, other entrepreneurs. Well, it, it might be oh. that the innocent smoothie guy might be one of them because he did well, a show on BBC3, didn't he? The, the bra woman has been mentioned as mm. well. It's often on, um, yeah. often on uh, The Apprentice, you're fired. Bra woman. Michelle well, she's a bra woman. Michelle so. Moan. Thank you. Is that who you're saying? I love the bra woman. Yeah. Um, it's funny enough that Gary brought up The Apprentice there. It's as if he's reading the document we've it's written. It's as if he wrote the document again. Yeah, it is almost. <laughs> badly. Uh, young, Appren- young Apprentice, the, um, the series that Alan Sugar spends time with young children as opposed to uh, young-minded oh, adults. Oh, there. There's um, a joke coming, and I'm, I'm just pulling you away. No, you're hitting me off at the past. Oh, That's gone as well. Not, not something that um, nobody's going to be upset by that. No one's going to be shocked by that. I, re- I actually quite like it. I almost prefer it to the the older one in a way. And I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. Has a lot, and I think he yeah. enjoys doing it more. And he was quite actually upset it's, that they cancelled it. It was. It's more in line with his vision, and certainly, if he, anyone's ever read his his book, which I have, it's more in line with where he feels that, yeah. the, that the productivity for entrepreneurship comes is in younger people. And I know when they young. when they first mentioned that it was coming to an end, because this was this isn't sort of you know shocking news. This is uh, confirmation, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they said that he was thinking of taking Young Apprentice to another channel. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but I think. He likes doing that more than the actual apprentice, which is sort of almost died to death, as we said in our sort of uh, review of the year. I predict that the next series of The Apprentice will be the last. And I agree. I'd agree with that. Just that's breaking news here. Also, something we only discussed this time last week. If only we knew then. The hour is is going yeah, away uh, as well. This is again not a surprise, but no. I'm in my opinion. Yeah. 
So that, that is the main news, apart from uh, the news that I want to talk about, which was the BBC drama launched last ah, night. Get the net ready. Uh, it yeah, was I've got the net. You got the net. Well, let's just go through a few things. Uh, there was a, a ten-minute speech by Ben Stevenson, controller of drama at the BBC. Well, I've also, I've also um, met him, so I know, and he, he's oh, he's lovely. You. He's lovely. Well, in two, fact, he's on two separate occasions. So he's yeah. lovely. He really he is. is, and he, oh, and he's got a, a bit like Michael Sheen. He's got a brilliant passion for drama, which I think is. Yeah. Really shines through in everything he's commissioned so far. Uh, he announced uh, several new uh, commissions that I'm excited about. Uh, Doctor Who fans might be interested to know that the next series of the aforementioned Who uh, will be in 3D. I don't know whether that's something to be excited about or not, really. Uh, I'm not particularly. A few, f- a few f- Who forums that I've been around, and that's not easy to say, uh, doesn't really seem Apparently to be that much wrong. They're more interested in what's going to be in the 50th anniversary episode exactly. rather than being in 3D. And he also announced the welcome returns, as far as BBC One are concerned, for Call the Midwife. That'll be back for a festive special at the end of the year and a third series in 2014. Third series as well for astonishingly good ratings Death in Paradise will be back on Tuesday nights as well in 2014 um, so those were the those are the big ones uh, alongside Atlantis which is going to fill the Merlin slot uh, yeah. in the autumn that was a weird that was a weird one to see the preview of yeah I mean you know me it's not my cup of tea that sort of thing but I think it's interesting that although they've they've stopped Merlin they're not giving up on that Early Saturday evening slot. Yeah, that kind of kids kind of, uh, you know, kind of kids Saturday family. Kind of, of the Rings Hobbit esque type. Uh, Hobbit esque, yes. Um, also in the show reel, which you can see online at thecustardtv.com now. You you were saying that, and I agree completely. I I got there last night in London for this launch, and was speaking to the guy who made the show reel. He did a brilliant job with it. But I was saying to him, it's only three minutes, and it features all of the drama that's coming in 2013 from the BBC. That means 27 new commissions or recommissions are in that three-minute piece, and there's no. It doesn't say this is our girl. This is this. This there is that. There was a clip of EastEnders in there, wasn't there? Yes, there was. But to be fair, they they play apparently they played around with captions and putting in the titles. They didn't like it. Also, he confirmed Luther is back very soon. I am yeah. literally itching with excitement about that. I'm and hoping that Alice that bank holiday weekend job maybe in, in oh, March. Oh, can't May. you imagine? And Alice will be back as well. And and Ben Stevenson did say it's absolutely terrifying the first one, and he did scream when he was watching the previews. That's how scary the first episode of Luther is. And that Alice is back, um, and, and does terrible things with a black glove. <coughs> Cannot wait for that. It's going to be so good. Going to be so. I, I but Idris Elba. I was stood next to him and I was desperate to say something, but it was just being mobbed the whole time. Could have just said you're so damn cool. I know. Well, just, I think he like knows that. Do you know what though? Objects. He was dressed. He was dressed like Luther. He was oh, dressed he like Luther. Yeah, but kind of, kind of. But it was one of those nights, there's a lot of people there, I had a wonderful time. I'm not going to go on and on about it. But but you've, written, you've written a nice article on, on, on the custard. I have, with only so one error. Point people in the direction of that. Yeah, but also, everybody you can think of was there, so much so that 
there's people that you were just desperate to speak to, you didn't have time. Spoke very briefly to uh, to um, Stephen Moffat, who refused to give away how Sherlock survived, uh, no matter how hard I what pushed him. What did I read him. recently as well is that apparently even Martin Freeman doesn't know. Martin Freeman doesn't know, no. Yeah, apparently no one knows. At this, at this stage, know. nobody knows. He confirmed that much. He also um, was very nervous about how... Doctor Who would be perceived just because of how long it's been on, you know, and, and how much excitement there is to the 50th, se- uh, 50th anniversary. And Reed spoke to me about last Tango in Halifax and said that it was the most successful thing she's ever been a part of. And she's nervous about how the second series will be commissioned. Yeah. But all in all, what it showcased again is what it showed. What we talk about on this week after week is that BBC drama is at the peak of its success. And it really is stronger than it's ever been, at, at, you know, over the last few years. Yeah. Ben Stevenson's been doing this job for four years, and he's completely changed well, the outlook yeah. of BBC drama. I mean, when I, to be fair, when I was when I started to become TV obsessed, I used to watch a lot of ITV because BBC used to be Inspector Lindley mysteries and yeah. the Alan Pascoe. They've certainly upped their game. And I was never really into that. I think as well, you can say within the last year, sort of ITV have sort of tried to fight back because they are trying they to have fight back themselves. So, you know, like last autumn and now, you know, we started by talking about Broadchurch and Lightfield. They are sort of mm. trying. I know they've still got their mainstays, but like Lewis is coming to an end. So the, they're the trying. Problem, the problem with ITV. From Lewis, mm. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The problem with Foil's War is going <laughs> to. Take over for Mr. Selfridge. I don't know when Endeavour's coming, but um, the problem with ITV is they've wasted the best time of year yeah. for yeah. good telly. Mm. Yeah, it's That's not going to be done. raining and snowing and horrible and cold in exactly. June. So exactly. But yeah, Ben Stevenson. I had a great night at the BBC drama launch. Absolutely fantastic. But I missed Nicholas Lindhurst. Somebody I was with saw him, and I wanted to go and see him, but I missed him. Apparently, he's not that tall. Disappointingly, uh, it did make me laugh that he's going from Only Fools and Horses to um, New Tricks, which are two of the most repeated shows on the BBC. Proof that you so, can that you can show at Old Horse New Tricks. Uh, well, don't, let's not talk horses because okay, yeah. we don't know. We only had cheese straws and olives at the BBC, no meat. I'm feeling a bit hungry. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great night. It was, um, and, um, yeah, BBC drama, really, really strong. Um, what was we, oh, the hour's gone, we talked about that, Black Mirror was done. Hotel is finishing the last episode on Sunday, really upset about it because yeah. it's been one of my favourites. Did, did you have a little tear in your eye, Luke, in the where he had to give the speech to I the did. telling the, the staff? Because uh, oh, people who don't watch the hotel, it's about a sort of uh, people who don't watch hotel it, that's sort of falling apart. The staff are all in it. The manager is hilarious, um, and he can't even pronounce the name of the hotel properly. Uh, it's a silent S. It's a silent S. It's the Grosvenor. He calls it the Grosvenor, which is hilarious. Uh, it's just one of the funniest programs on TV. It is. It'll be sadly in missed. In this uh, penultimate episode, he he had to he resigned to the fact they had to sell the hotel, and there was a scene where he told the whole staff, and it just got quite emotional quite quickly. But then that was sort of counteracted later on when they had to sort of compete in the regatta, and they all fell. They almost fell in the water. So, but a hotel. It's funny if you. Show, and I think I read that it is going to come back with the new owners, 
and they're, they're trying to retain Mark oh to host some of the God. events, so I That'd think there is still a chance genius. of another um, And I only want to touch briefly on Being Eileen. What I want to say about Being Eileen is it's a fantastic cast, mm. really full of well-known faces and decent actors. Terrible script, terrible scheduling. It's Why is it even on? It's not even that it's sort of on the level of like awfulness that Citizen Carl or Mrs. Browns, but it's just lazy and tired, and you could do so much more with these characters and these actors, and it's just... Sue Johnston's character, who's this, like, widow who's trying to live her life over again, we've seen this. And there's just, it's just, there's nothing, all the characters seem like stereotypes. I just don't cliche. know why it's there. I don't know what, I mean, Lapland, which it spawned from, which was a Christmas drama a year and a half ago, or two years ago, it didn't do massively well. Lapland, no one you, wasn't it? it was a, no like, one you speak to on the streets going, oh, I wish they'd do a full series of Lapland. And old Stephen Le Graham has now been replaced by uh, Dean Andrews. Dean Andrews. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I love all the actors yeah. in it. Um, Elizabeth Barrington, who's in Stella as well, she's brilliant. Judy Graham's brilliant. Sue Johnson's brilliant. But like you say, it's just lazy. Yeah. It's on at a weird time. Yeah, they didn't I don't even know have what that it's there confidence for. to put it on. Like, it's in the 10.35 slot. I know that's sort of where Outnumbered started, where Citizen Calm was, so it's not unusual for, like, comedies yeah. to be popped pop there and still do well, but it just seems like they could have put it... But what is the point of it? What is the point of it? Have I got time quickly just to talk about people like us very quickly? You have. Well, when you say people like us, you mean the series, and not you don't well, just want to talk like about us, people yeah, like me and Gary. Like people like yeah. us was the new BBC Three uh, docu soap set around Harper Hay in uh, Manchester, which was once voted the sort of uh, poorest neighbourhood in the country. What I like about it is that it's not another Towie or uh, Main Chelsea, and so it's like an old school docu soap. Like I don't know if you remember Paddington Green back. I then. do you know what? That was exactly what I was thinking of. Paddington Green, it, it's the new Paddington mm. Green. That was years ago now, but I remember the impact that had on me at, at that time. And I mean, it's and like I've... a mixture of. Sorry, Luke, were you going to say? No, something? you go on. You go on. It's got a mixture of humour to it. I mean, the main family in it, the Wakefields, who run this. Uh, Run down dry cleat, run down like laundrette with like graffiti strewn all over the walls of the office, and none of the dryers are working. Um, and it's sort of counteracted with like there's this young alcoholic in the first episode. The second episode has this like young single mum, and it's just saying like there's all these aspects of life in this, you know, in this district, and it's sort of celebrating, you know, the ups and the downs. And I just think it's a hilarious program. My favourite character has to be Paul, the stepdad, who has all the best lines. He's like this guy who's just living in this house full of women and hates them going on about dresses and shoes. But I, th I think that you say it's not another Towie or Made in Chelsea. That's a very good point because it, f it very easily could have been. And I think they worked hard on trying I to mean, make it something some a bit different. Some of the different. scenes do seem a little bit like they've been set up, but not to the extent that Towie is. I mean, they're... they're touting it as like a real reality show and I don't think it is fully but I, I really enjoy it and I've talked to a few of the people involved on Twitter and they all seem really really nice. And uh, do you know what else is, is interesting about making a program like that yeah. is with with Towie and Made in Chelsea you get those, you get ad breaks this is a full hour on the BBC it's a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of effort has gone into trying to make it series yeah. six there's a lot to get through yeah. Anyway, but I, I, parts of parts of it were just difficult to watch, and then the, parts I, of it yeah, were. Real. I watched the second one, which is also very good. Um, so hopefully we'll have a bit more time to talk about it next week as well. Um, 
but I think we need to move on now. It's one of those things that you don't expect to like, isn't mm. it? And then it just yeah. surprises yeah. you. Just very warm characters, just very likable, oh, colourful, around the characters. Oh, no, 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 no. No, okay. <laughs> Carry on. I just want to say as well, something I'm really excited about, we've only got a few minutes, and I don't know whether Gary and Matt, this is even their sort of thing, but the BBC, in a couple of weeks, are bringing back one of my favourite shows, it's Landmark, it's called Child of Our Time. Oh yeah, uh, they it's just popped up on the previous. They it? started to film these children on the millennium when they were born and as if by magic in 2013 or 2012 when they filmed they are now all 12 and it's just really I'm going to use it charming uh, it's really uh, we really we almost made it we, we almost made it all using the c word it's a bit like on. seven up, I suppose, isn't it? It's, it's exactly like that. But the kids are it's really articulate, really sweet. You must watch it when it's on in a couple of weeks on BBC One. Child of Our Time with Professor Robert Winston is, is just fantastic. We need to round up what's, what's coming on uh, on television soon. Should we quickly then? Two minutes thirty, off you pop. Should we do one of these each? Right, I'll go first. Spartacus War of the Damned is the third and final series in this uh, sort of Romanesque type of thing that's been on Sky One. Yeah. Vegas is coming back Vegas. to Sky Atlantics. Gary, you've seen this. You see oh, it? Vegas. Yeah, sorry, yes, I have seen Vegas. Uh, Dennis Quaid, Michael Chiklis, kind of like Sopranos set in the 1950s Vegas before it became big and popular. Uh, very good. Um, the Walking Dead Series 3 Part 2, they split it up on Fox, but it's back on the 15th, which is Friday at 10. Okay, uh, Let's Dance for Comic Relief, which is back on uh, Saturday night at 6.50. Uh, more of the same, really, you know, celebrities making fools of themselves for Comic Relief. I'll just mention Complicit as well, because I went to the preview of this. Yeah, uh, I really want to see this. Yeah, it's a one-off uh, spy, dra like, uh, surveillance drama, almost, with the... Uh, David Oliway, who used to be in Spooks, and Arsha Ali, who was recently in Beaver Falls and also in Four Lions. It's very, very slow to start off with, but it does have have its moments. And I would recommend everyone who likes sort of proper drama watch it. And, and unusually for a Channel 4 drama, it's on at 9 rather than 10, because it is a yeah. two-hour uh, say, deal. I think because it's two hours long, that's why they've had to do that. And you wouldn't normally hear us recommending this sort of thing, but Her Majesty's Prison, a two-part documentary series about a young offender's prison in Aylesbury, is going to replace Lewis next Monday at 9 on ITV. It's actually well worth a watch. A lot of their previous prison documentaries yeah, about really Holloway and Strange Ways have been worth a watch. So, Strange yeah. Ways also makes an appearance in this week's um, People Like Us, because it's right near Harper Hay. There's uh, a lot of mentions of Strange Ways anyway. Well, we're cutting it a bit fine. If you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, I'm Luke Custard TV. Uh, I'm at the Gary Show, and I'm Matt TV Bites. Uh, yeah, there's some teasing there somewhere. Thank you very much. We're back. Thank you. If you can go to the website, thecustardtv.com, to read all the articles on what's coming and what we've loved, and catch up on all the podcasts you may have missed. And we will catch you next time here at the Custard TV Podcast. See ya. Bye. Got something to say? Get in touch with us now. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.